0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What is up, Adam Hill, Ben Goach, your Golden Edge crew. Our podcast is on the road. We often talk about... On location. It is on location. You might be able to hear sounds of hockey in the background. We are here at City National Arena. You know, we love our studio. We talk about it every week. Luxurious. It's the lap of luxury. But every once in a while, you just have to challenge yourself and get out there. You
1: gotta mix it up, much like Coach Gerard Gallant does with his lineups. We gotta mix it up too.
0: Wow, that's a great reference, the way to tie into the Golden Knights. But yeah, we were out here, City National Arena today. There's a lot going on. Practice just wrapped up. There's some other folks. Out on the ice, we're gonna have Ryan Reeves sit down with us in a little bit. Golden Knights star forward Ryan Reeves, we'll sit down with us in a little bit. But it's a, in, it's a snow day right now. It's I mean, weird. The kids were out in full force of practice. I don't think there was school. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't have kids of that age. Neither maybe do there, I. Maybe there was, or kids at all. Maybe, I listening? guess there probably was. Uh, but I mean, I feel like it was. It was a legitimate snow day here in Las Vegas. It was kind of cool.
1: We have different perspectives on this, because I left Minnesota to get out of the snow, and I wake up this morning in Winter Wonderland wondering what happened, and so I'm not, uh, I'm not as excited as some of the people out here. I'm not building snowmen. I did that enough as a child. I'm here to get out of that.
0: Well, that's fair enough, but you know, we are around hockey, so we're around ice all the time, so I guess it's not that much different, but yeah, it's a, a very cool experience. There's snowmen outside of City National uh that you know driving in here today up on the mountains there's snow everywhere it's just a a cool vibe it's a cool time in the city and it's it, it's very cool that there's hockey going on and it's cold like it's hockey weather it feels right
1: that is true it fits uh really well into the dog days of the nhl season right now as we're winding down about the last 20 games here for the golden Knights. so it is a nice hockey backdrop, uh, even though the uh, Knights are still in a little bit of a hockey funk. They as are. we sit here today. They
0: certainly are, and we'll uh, we'll get into that a little bit uh, as we progress through the podcast here. But as we said, we're here at City National, and you know that part of the reason that we're out here is because we wanted to uh, have a little conversation with Ryan Reeves, uh, as we said, and you know the the forward, the elite goal scorer now, Ryan Reeves, uh, known as one of the more physical players in the league. Uh, so, we, you know, we wanted to sit down with him, and uh, we decided to come out here and do it on location. And Ryan Reeves sits down with us right now. And, Ryan, it's snowing. We're talking about this. Were you prepared for this?
2: I have no snow clothes here. I'm surprised I found a, a toque. You know what a toque is, right? Uh, oh, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Nobody knows what a toque is here. But yeah. I'm from Minnesota. I got oh, you. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm surprised I had this. But, uh... I like it, though. I like it. I like snow when it's cold. I don't like the cold with no snow. I don't like that combination, so I'm going
0: to build a couple of snowmen today. That, that's fair. Now, that's what I was going to ask you. I know you're very busy, and we'll get into that with uh, what's going on in your life right now, but did you get any chance at all to enjoy the snow?
2: I haven't yet. No, actually, I had to pick up the girl this morning. I brought the uh, the newborn home with her, and uh, so I haven't been able to play in it yet. But I'm going to go uh, bring the older one out, uh, build a couple snowmen, probably throw a couple snowballs at him.
0: Oh, now, uh, Nate Schmidt just told me that he threw snowballs at Subban's car this morning. Uh, does that surprise you at <laughs> all? Absolutely not. Yeah, that's something uh, Nate would do. So, so you just reference it, but a uh, big moment in your life, obviously, with uh, the birth of a daughter yesterday. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. What was what was just the day like for you?
2: Oh man! Um, well, she's two and a half weeks early, so um, we my girl went into the doctor just to have a quick checkup, and um, she she called me and said the doctor said we have to get this baby out right now. I guess something was going wrong. So um, yeah, I raced over there. We were there um, all day. Um, four o'clock, the doctor woke me up, said it's go time. Four fifteen, the uh, she came out.
0: Did. You weren't like, uh, you know, it's game day, so we yeah. To this y- another time. You know
2: what? That's like that's one time in, in your life where you can't really say that. Oh uh, well, yeah, I was uh, I was a little tired yesterday. I got uh, about two hours of sleep and an hour nap, so it was a uh, it was a rough game for me. But those are uh, special moments you can't miss.
1: Yeah, what is it like to play in a game after something like that happens?
2: You know, you just you just bank on your adrenaline really kicking in, and um, you know the first two periods were. I think a little lazy by me. I don't know. I, it definitely wasn't my best first two periods. For some reason, I felt better in the third. I don't know how that works, but, um, you know, it is what it is.
0: I, I've asked you this, but, you know, when you're out there on the ice, you people just chant for you every time. Yeah. Do you hear that? Are you aware of that?
2: Every time. You know, it's that, that time when I shot the puck into the mesh, it's because the fans were chanting, and I got <laughs> I got so fired up. It's like, oh, they don't want me to score right now. There's an empty net, and I rifled the puck. We know what happened, but...
0: Oh, yeah, I hear him, and it, it gets me going for sure. Did you ever get over that, by the way? Because in the locker room afterward, I, I've never seen such dejection from a winning play. Yeah, it was
2: uh, – that was probably the worst – I would say that was the worst moment in my hockey career. That was uh, – I, I honestly, I don't know what was going through my head. I just – I knew I shouldn't have shot it. I don't even know if I was trying to shoot it in the net, but I, I, I didn't want to ice it. I don't know what I was trying – I just – I don't know what was going on, but – uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a tough night for me, but I I got over it.
1: You got to get over those things. Uh, I'm also missing the warm up song Revo Las Vegas that they used to play. I think that was the last time I scored, to be honest. So i could probably bring that back at some point. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that, that's good. Well, you know, uh, talk about that though. the the warm ups. You know, it's very there's a lot of energy, a lot of passion at T-Mobile. I know every every building has that, but h- how important is that period for you guys? Because I've I've seen people, you know, talk about how fired up the team gets out there, the songs and everything they get pumped into. How important is that time for you getting ready for a game? Well,
2: first of all, not every arena has that. No arena has the energy okay. like T-Mobile does, especially in warm-ups. I mean, you have uh, – sometimes you got you know, 8,000 people there, and then, you know, the music's banging, and people are dancing and cheering. Showgirls. <laughs> Showgirls on the far side, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, No, there's, there's no atmosphere like that, but, um, you know – it gets you going, you know, you're you're awake right from warm ups and you're you know, every time we walk down that hallway, I'm I'm pumped to get out there. I'm I'm fired up every time. You know, just driving down driving towards the strip, when you see the strip from two fifteen coming to a game, that alone fires me up. But you know, then you get into T Mobile and you get into that atmosphere, there's
0: there's nothing like it in the league. Did like thinking back to coming to Vegas before, and I don't know how much time you spent in Vegas, everybody, you know, has their Vegas stories but Once a year. Did you ever think like oh yeah there's going to be hockey here and I'm going to play here and it's going to be awesome no chance like like a negative 100
2: percent chance I I didn't think you know when when they said there was going to be a team here and you know probably just like everybody around North America there's no way it's going to work nobody's going to go into this cold arena and you know in the middle of the desert and and sit
1: and watch hockey when it's 115 degrees out but uh wow did Vegas prove me wrong so, I'm mean, speaking of the timing you came here at the trade deadline. The trade deadline is Monday as we're coming up. Uh, last year, did you know Vegas was Please a possibility? Please don't trade
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 people would people would riot, I feel like.
2: I hope so. Well, hey, let's get that out there. Yeah, just make sure they
0: riot. But you know, it was it's weird though cuz after a couple games it wasn't that way. Oh, were you aware of that? Oh, very aware. Okay. Oh, yeah.
2: I was uh I was probably public enemy number 1 in Vegas when I got <laughs> yeah. traded here. I was uh yeah, I, I stayed in my house and didn't go out for a little bit. And then, you know, then the fans warmed up a little.
1: I mean, how hard is that? Because you're getting dropped onto a new team, new system. In the middle of the year, there's about uh, 20 so or so games to go. So not a lot of time to get acclimated to a new system before the playoffs. How difficult is that adjustment?
2: Uh, You know what? It was it was tough just because of the penalties I took in those first two games. Um, but, you know, getting along with the team and the coaches and, and management and ownership uh, – you know, it took a day, not even, you know, it took a practice and it was, you know, you you see it on the ice here. We have fun on the ice. We work hard, but we like, we like to have fun. And I think that kind of helped me, um, just kind of get used to everything that was around.
0: Looking back, was that maybe trying to do too much? Like when you first got here? Uh,
2: yes and no. I think, you know, I think the atmosphere of T-Mobile fired me up. I think, um, you know, just trying to you know show what i had to this team you know show that i'm bringing that big physical presence um you know i wanted to do that and i'm not going to say i agree with every call they made uh, maybe two of them yeah yeah um but you know i, I think when you're on a new team you want to put your best foot forward and you know, my best foot is is playing physical and sometimes that, that gets you in trouble but
1: um you know i, I calmed down after that and kind of got back to my ways so one of my favorite trade deadline stories is Paul Stasny said when he got traded to Winnipeg last year, your mom helped him find a house to rent for him and his family. Yep. Was there a mom or a teammate that helped you find a, a place here? Uh, funny enough, it, I was staying in
2: uh, Zucker's place uh, from many. Really? From yeah, I, I don't know how I got linked up with him, actually. Uh, oh, Chris Stewart. So I know Chris Stewart. Okay. Uh, he played with him. So... Um, yeah, he just kind of gave me his number, and his place was available, so I, I jumped in there.
0: Is, is that is, Sorry, is that like a common thing around the league of like, hey, somebody knows the market, I'm going there, I don't know anything about it, like somebody's got to help me get, a, get arranged a Yeah, here. I
2: think so. I think, you know, you try and help, you know, whether you hate the guy or not, you, you try and help people <laughs> around the league. You know, I, I have Winnipeg Jets staying in my house every year, and uh, I, I don't like the Winnipeg Jets at all. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, people need to live somewhere. Is there a team you do like? um
0: vegas well the yeah twin. vegas yeah <laughs> no not really if we know la that's definitely love la yeah love big them. fan big fan of san LA. jose not a big fan uh big fan of san jose no okay. what do you mean All right. All right. <laughs> uh no not a not a lot of teams i like no interesting <laughs> i mean has that just developed along the way or you just hey everybody that's out on the ice that's my enemy i'm going after him
2: yeah i mean yeah th- I, don't, I don't like having friends on the ice um you know, when I, the first time I played St. Louis, I was trying to run everybody just, you know, you traded me. Well, this is what you got. So, um, yeah, no friends on the ice.
0: How much are guys right now paying attention to uh, to the deadline and everything that's going on? I don't know. You gotta, I think every
2: individual kind of approaches it differently. Um, I've always kind of approached it that you can't really do anything about it. So i try not to think about it you know if you're if you're going to be here after trade deadline you want to make sure you're playing your best hockey and if you're going to get traded well you got to still be playing your best hockey because you got to go to a new team and and perform so um i I try not to think about it i you know it's it's a business and it's going to happen whether you worry about it or not
1: did your perspective change on that once it actually did happen to you and you got traded at the deadline
2: no no i don't think so um you know, I, I went into that trade trade deadline, same thing. I mean, I got I got scratched that game for the first time in a while, and I guess maybe that could have been a little bit of an indicator, but um, no, I, I still wasn't thinking about it. The only time I really started thinking about it was when uh, I saw a tweet saying Ryan Reeves is getting involved in a trade, and I didn't know what was going on, but then I saw
0: Vegas was getting involved. I was like, oh, there's a good chance that's possible. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so how how do you how do you analyze how you guys are kind of playing right now? Obviously, it's not how you want to be playing, but at the same time, you're you're pretty squarely in the playoffs right now it's not clinched, but you know you're, you are where you are and you got you have time to get it together
2: yeah that, I mean that's the key you know you, you don't want to be slumping going into the playoffs so we have some time to, to fix it and you know I'm not saying we're playing our worst hockey we're you know we're just we're finding ways to lose right now and um, you know it's going to take one one game of getting a bunch of greasy goals and playing physical and getting on the grind and you know sometimes one of those games can just you know, change a streak like that. So, um, you know, obviously a big test tomorrow against Winnipeg who's, you know, top in the West right now and um, you know, that would be a really good
0: start for us. We wanted to avoid the, you know, standard Ryan Reeves tough guy questions, but what is it like to go on the ice every night? Just know like I'm the baddest dude out here. You know?
2: <laughs> well, it's a, it's a lot more fun than uh when I first came in the league <laughs> when I when I wasn't a fighter and uh knowing I wasn't the baddest man on the ice so uh Yeah, it's a little bit easier. You breathe a little easier, and you, you know, I think, creates a little room for your line mates too, and you know that uh, nobody's gonna mess with your line mates. So it's uh, it's a little bit easier.
0: Is it better to win a fight or to have a guy totally back out of a fight? No names, you know, like P.K. Subban, just kind of running (laughs) away, uh, guys like that. Is it more fun to beat somebody down or to have them just say like, you know what, I don't want any part of that?
2: I'd rather beat somebody down. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, you back down and you didn't really show anything.
0: Yeah, but that—that's even you win before you even have to throw a punch. That's got to be great.
2: It's de- it's demoralizing for other person, but yeah. I I would rather just you know, yeah, I'd rather put him to the ice.
0: Did you give Malcolm any trash for his brother backing down from you?
2: He he gave his brother trash. Really? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He was <laughs> he was laughing. He, he was not impressed with uh, with PK. <laughs> I don't think many people were though.
0: No, 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 But uh, and the the last thing on on that one was. You just got annoyed at him just shaking his hand, right? Like, he's like, man, my hand hurts. My hand hurts. You're like, stop shaking your hand.
2: I get get annoyed at a lot of things that guy does. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I I didn't see any blood. His finger wasn't hanging off, and he was shaking his hand like a lion bit him. And, you know, then he goes after Belly, and all of a sudden I step in, and he takes the quickest U-turn I've ever seen. Um, Yeah, I mean – I don't like his antics. Let put go. it that
1: way. There you go, and then he winds up on a billboard on the Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's it's on him. I didn't put it up there.
0: We uh, we have some some fun stuff for you planned here. You're going to be uh, in for quite a treat. I promise you that. But uh, before we get you out of here, you do know, have your beer, and uh, people are very fired up about it. So uh, I just want to tell people like how it came about and and you know what what the project is. Uh,
2: so uh, let's go back to St. Louis. Um, I don't know what started it, but one day I wanted to. Make a beer, like brew a batch in my basement, and I got hooked up with a guy that was opening a brewery there called Center Ice Brewery. And um, I just asked him, "Can you point me in the direction of where I can find some some gear, some ingredients?" And he's like, well, "Yeah, well, do you know how to brew beer?" And I said, "No, I was just going to YouTube it." And he looked at me and he's like, "Well, you can't YouTube how to brew beer. It's not how it works." So he brought me to his basement, let me brew on his home, home brew kit. Uh, we brewed two two fours. I went back home to Winnipeg, he called me, he said he bottled it and tried it, really liked it, so he wanted to sell it at his uh, brewery, Um, you know, fast forward a couple months, and it's his number two selling beer, Um, you know, kind of piqued my interest a little bit, but then I got traded uh, a week after that, basically, so that was kind of that, Um, and then fast forward, I got traded to Vegas, and i'm kind of you know into the craft scene i like trying different beers and um, kind of going around and not a big craft scene here this is uh, you know this market is a little bit behind of yeah. a lot of cities in north america so um kind of saw a business opportunity and i i came here from uh i came here a couple times from uh winnipeg this summer and uh, had a couple of meetings and um one of my buddies used to work for labat up in canada and uh yeah, he, he saw the business opportunity with me, and uh, we kind of ran with it. And um, luckily, Vegas is, is eating it up right now.
0: For sure. Well, anything that you did, if you put out like <laughs> like a, a chain of wallets or something like that, people. would Oh, uh, well, you stuff. know,
2: I, I might I might expand the uh, the portfolio. You never <laughs> yeah. know.
0: There you go, Well Ryan Reeves. Awesome, awesome stuff as always. Really appreciate it. And uh, like I said, got some more stuff planned here for you today. And uh, congratulations on uh, on Thank the. Thank you so time. much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. So we'll let Ryan get away from here a little bit and. Uh, get back and, and check out, you know, his life with the baby, the new baby. It's got to be difficult. He, he talked a little bit about it there with us uh, to welcome the new baby in the world, and and you know neither one of us know about that, but uh, to try to get back to work, especially when you're a professional athlete, and try to try to play through that. But he was able to do that uh, last night as we're sitting here talking uh, on this Thursday morning, and they'll continue going on the rest of the season, and then they've got a lot to kind of get figured out here. Yeah, it's been
1: a really weird stretch that has kind of continued from them. for them. They are now 4-9-1 in their uh, last 14 games as we sit here today. We're here a day after their shootout loss to the Boston Bruins. Where overall, I think they played well. Coach Jargalant was happy with their game. Nate Schmidt was happy with their game afterward. But they still have struggled to put away good teams. And they've struggled to find consistency. Because we saw the other night they beat Nashville 5-1. And it was like, oh, maybe this team has figured some things out. Then they go on the road, lose 3-0 to Colorado, and then come back with a pretty solid effort against the Bruins, but it's still not enough. So it's really hard to know what to make of this team right now. They have just uh, you know, 30-odd wins in about a little over 60 games, so this is a team that's kind of right on the bubble, probably right where it needs to be in terms of where it belongs in the standings, which is basically a no-man's land. Because they are far away from fourth place and they are far away from second place. Yeah, they're
0: kind of settled into where they were, where they are, and I think that's part of maybe being stagnant a little bit. Of nobody's pushing you and you're not pushing anybody, and you're just kind of you are where you are. The games will start mattering when the playoffs start because at this rate, you are just locked into playing either San Jose or Colorado on the or excuse me San Jose or Calgary on the road depending uh, on who finishes second in the division, and that's just where you are. So. Is there a lot of motivation there? Now, the motivation is to get your game right, and they've had a couple of efforts where they liked it, and they they're happy with where they were. But we saw there's clearly things that need to be done. The forward lines were changed up. You kind of referenced that a little bit earlier. Uh, you know They're mixing things up, trying to see if something gets sparked. And the big move was benching Colin Miller. And I think people were a little bit taken aback that that happened, that Colin Miller, a guy who's been a stalwart on the blue line for the Golden Knights, was a healthy scratch.
1: Yeah, I think what was really surprising about its people is, of course, the timing. It came just a couple days before the trade deadline that's coming up this coming Monday. And so you bench a guy that soon for the trade deadline. It's always going to raise eyebrows. But Coach Jargalant said yesterday it was just a coaching decision. He was not good against Colorado. He was minus three on the ice for all three Avalanche goals. And that tied the worst plus minus in a game of his career. So, it did seem like it was just a sit him down, get him reset, and hopefully get his mind right for the playoffs. But that's, to me, a pretty significant move because Miller had never been a healthy scratch before. And so, this showed Glantz going to take it seriously here as they go into the stretch run of making sure guys are performing right, or else you're going to see the pine.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, you know, there was a lot of speculation was it trade related? Is he on the market? Because he's been one of the guys that's been mentioned. Uh, but I think based on the reaction of the locker room, based on Colin Miller's reaction, based on Jar Gallant's reaction and some of the other stuff we heard, uh, this was a performance thing. This was a coaching decision to say, hey, that was, a, that was a poor game, and here's the message. And, you know, talking to some other players in the locker room today, I think the message was received not just by Colin Miller, but by everyone, and I think that was kind of the point of the move anyway.
1: Right. I think the key here is that when you can't have that sharpness based on the standings where you don't have teams that are really chasing you or putting pressure on you, then it's up to the coaches to put some pressure on this locker room in whatever ways they can. And I think one way was benching a guy, like we said, a Miller who has never been a healthy scratch before. I mean, the timing worked out where Nick Holden was coming back off IR, so they needed to create a spot in the lineup for him. And then... You know, I think just objectively, John Merrill has played better over, you know, recent games than Colin Miller. So I think if it was, if we're taking that as face value, that it was a performance-based benching, that, you know, passes the smell test to me.
0: Yeah, and I think it's fair. And, and, you know, like I said, other guys kind of saw that and saw the game against Colorado. And, you know, you referenced that game against Colorado just to go back a little bit. I, I think that was one of the more disappointing games of the last couple of weeks, because you can you can understand the slide, uh, you can understand as we talked about the motivation and and where are where are they at right now? They're not being pushed, they're not pushing anybody. Like you can understand how there's some of the slip ups, but when you break out like you did against Nashville, and there's so much excitement and so much enthusiasm, then to come back with that game at Colorado. Now, to be fair, Gallant was pleased. He said he thought they played well. It was just they ran into a hot goalie, uh, but again you get shut out against Colorado a team that's been struggling mightily that was on a long home losing streak a long overall losing streak uh, before they had just won one Uh, that's a disappointing one and I think that's one that really did raise some eyebrows and and maybe got the attention a little bit you would hope uh, in the locker room now they didn't bounce back with a win but they did bounce back with a really good effort against Boston in a game that could have really gone either way
1: yeah I think players just mentioned that you know they just didn't want it enough they weren't hungry enough against Colorado because that's a team that is still in the playoff hunt still could get a wild card berth as the season winds down and so they just I think as the Knights player said were more desperate for that win and then we saw Colorado get another great win last night they crushed absolutely crushed the Winnipeg Jets so I think it goes back to that was a team in Colorado that was playing for something they are playing to get in the playoffs playing for their playoff lives and right now the knights just don't have a lot to play for, other than guys wanting to hold their spot in the lineup, and as the trade deadline comes up, guys wanting to stay in the lineup and stay on the roster in case of a move by general manager George
0: McPhee. Yeah, and, and you mentioned that that deadline's coming up, and that's one way you could you could light a spark on your team. You could get rid of somebody, you could bring somebody in, uh, whether it's uh, a guy that you think is going to be the difference maker or a guy just that you think's going to shake things up. I think you know Ryan Reeves last year was brought in not as you know, a guy that's going to score you a bunch of goals, but a guy that kind of, he's something that you needed. He was a a physical presence uh, on the ice. So that's what they felt the team needed. And it turned out uh, George Murphy was right in that assessment and it it carried them uh, to a Stanley Cup final this year. Is there that type type of guy, either a goal scorer, a defenseman, a physical presence? Is there something like that that McPhee needs uh, that he believes will, you know, be that difference maker? And I guess we'll find out in the next couple of days. But uh, I think it is really intriguing what this team does they're such they're so built for the future and they were now they changed some of those plans last year by giving up draft picks and going out and making a couple couple of moves but they still are set up to be a team that has success long term how much how many assets do you give to try to make a splash right away and kind of mortgage some of that future and, and that's the big question facing them right now
1: right and that's the really big curiosity for me especially because they're still building that future. I mean we talked about they have all these assets but a lot of their assets are future draft picks they have a ton of future draft picks what they don't have is a lot of guys coming up through the system they're still working on building a volume of prospects because they've only had two drafts and it takes time to build up depth throughout your minor league system and so that's something i'm really intrigued to see going forward is yeah how much are they going to mortgage that future or kind of shortchange building out those minor leagues for a chance to go out and win a Stanley Cup right now because we're saying they're kind of locked in that third position but you can still get your game better and get your game prepared for what's probably going to be a pretty challenging series either against the Calgary Flames or the San Jose Sharks
0: right and the the problem that you have is if you go out and and give up some assets and you still lose that first round series then it's like why did you give up that for the same spot you would have been in anyway uh and and what do you do I mean so much of the speculation is forward, either Stone or Simmons or guys like that that could be available. Sure, I mean you need third line scoring right now. You've got Patry on there. You're hoping uh, that that sparks something, but you need some third line scoring, so that makes sense. But certainly the defense has been very, very susceptible and questionable recently. So do you, do you go get a defenseman? And you know, I was talking to our colleague Dave Shane about this the other day, and uh, he certainly as locked in and plugged in as anyone. Uh, to, you know, the needs of the team and, and what's going on. And he kind of made the point, yeah, you want to go get a defenseman. That would help you. But at the same time, you've got Theodore and Schmidt locked up long term. You've got two guys at the AHL level that you think are going to be stalwarts for your team for the next few years uh, as defensemen.
1: Eric Branstrom, Nick Hag.
0: Right. And then so so you've got, like, those, those four guys that are just going to be locked in as your defenders the next couple of years. Do you add another guy to that mix? I mean, if it's a rental, then that you know kind of changes things. But uh, there's just so many questions that go into how they how they approach this trade deadline and how it impacts the future. Uh, I'm very intrigued, and of course, we are also dealing with a general manager. And this is not a bash on him; it's you know, it's how he operates. He lets nothing out there. He plays it incredibly close to the vest, and we've seen him be a buyer uh, pretty much every year the last few years. And he's been certainly involved, and I expect him to be involved in some way. But I think it's a, it's a huge mystery because he doesn't really talk about what cards he has at all.
1: No, not at all. I know he has said, he told Dave a couple weeks ago, that he was not necessarily looking at rental players, which is one thing that makes a forward make more sense to me is that you can fit that in the lineup, whereas defenseman you've already got kind of a logjam because Miller is even on a long-term contract. I believe he's got three more seasons after this one where he's still under contract. you'd have to make a move to free up a spot on the blue line if you were to make a move there. The forward lines, I think it's a little bit easier to see that change happening because you've still got a guy like Oscar Lindbergh in the lineup who you've healthy scratched this year. So it would be easier to slot a forward into that third line. Or you can even, if you really want to go out and get a Mark Stone, Mark Stone could fit in your top six too. And you could bump, for instance, a Riley Smith down to that third line and really get a good depth throughout your lineup. So that's where I still think their focus probably will be, is getting some sort of winger that can help fill out their forward group.
0: And also, is Eric howla possibly coming back? I mean, that's an interesting one. I, I think the answer is no, but you've seen, him around the, you've seen him around the facility a little bit. He's been out there. He, he seems to be walking pretty well. Uh, I know there's a difference between walking well and being able to skate at an NHL level, uh, but is he sitting out there? And is McPhee playing games with... Maybe dangling Hala out there. Hey, he might come back. We don't really need to give up much for a forward, and try to tell other teams, hey, we're not going to give you the, uh, you know, we're not going to give the kitchen sink for anybody because we've got Hala potentially coming back. I mean, you never know what they're doing with with these types of. Well, situations. they've
1: also got a guy in Russia named Nikita Gusev who could potentially come over at some point. His contract expires at the end of the KHL season. He was their MVP last year. I believe he's an MVP candidate again this year. So he's a guy. He's older. He's 26. But he could slot into a lineup, too, if that move potentially happens. Yeah. So, And he's also a guy that if you're McVie, you can dangle, too. You can, you know, dangle this intriguing prospect from Russia who's been their best player for probably the last two seasons and see if someone will bite on that, too.
0: Yep, a lot of questions heading into the trade deadline. It's Monday, so we will uh, let you know everything you need to know about potential trades, who's on the block, who's in the market, what are the Golden Knights going to do? Are they going to give up a lot of assets to make a run this year or do they kind of like where they are or is it a case of, you know, we like where we are, but we also don't think we can make a huge improvement with anybody.
1: Yeah, no, it'll be very interesting to see how this all plays out. I personally don't have a great read on it right now. I don't have a great read on anyone really as the trade deadline comes up. I think there's a couple of teams like the Winnipeg Jets, the Nashville Predators that you look at and say those two teams probably need to make a move to make a deep cup run. But obviously, you look right now, you've got the Tampa Bay Lightning as looming as the big bad in the Eastern Conference. And it's going to be really hard, I think, for anyone at the deadline to come up with enough assets to secure enough firepower to keep up keep up with a team like yep, that.
0: We'll find out and we'll let you know at ReviewJournal.com. So follow along and make sure you listen to our podcast next week as well. And uh, we'll have a recap of anything that goes on at the trade deadline. And, you know, you heard us tell Ryan at the end there, there's, we had some fun things in store for him, and we do. So we're gonna get some get some things taped here with Ryan that'll be out very soon, and I'm sure you guys will be very very excited to see that. Check out everything we do at reviewjournal.com. We appreciate it. We forgot to tell you at the beginning. I should say I. I don't know why I'm throwing you under the bus. We forgot to tell you at the beginning. Subscribe, like, comment, share anything you do with podcasts. Do that with our podcast because it is amazing, isn't it?
1: I like to think so. Give us a good review on iTunes. Give us five stars. Treat us like your Uber driver. Five stars. Oh, no,
0: don't do that. That's ignore us and pretend that they don't exist. So don't do that. Uh, but pre- treat us like you're, I was going to say friends too, but most people don't treat their friends very well either. I don't know. Treat us like people you How enjoy do you listening to. treat your friends. To. Not well. Uh, I don't, like, treat us like you enjoy listening to our podcast. How about that? Uh, share it, subscribe. Actually, if you don't like it, tell us that too. What can we do better? And, uh, you know, get it out there. Comment, share everything else you do, wherever you find podcasts and we appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. Thank you so much to Ryan Reeves uh, for coming by and hanging out with us in a very, very busy time of his life. That was awesome uh, of him. And uh, check it out, reviewjournal.com. All of your Golden Knights coverage. For Ben Goats, I'm Adam Hill. We'll talk to you guys again very soon, probably back in our luxurious podcast studios, but maybe here at City National Arena as well. We'll talk to you later. I didn't see any blood. His finger wasn't hanging off, and he
2: was shaking his hand like a lion bit him.